hello once again. Uh, this is a podcast uh, by Dr. Robert Marks, the uh, retired professor of surgery from the University of Miami uh, Miller School of Medicine. The title of my podcast today is Public and School Prayer. Since this podcast series is entitled Controversies in Our World, it is really appropriate to discuss this highly controversial subject, public prayer and public school prayer. In discussions about this subject, I've noted a lack of correct information and understanding about both from the colleagues that I've spoken with. Perhaps it is the confusion of the terminology, public school prayer, that's prayer of our children in a public school, versus public prayer, which is praying in public where everybody else may be around you and hearing you. As it stands now, public school prayer has been declared unconstitutional by our Supreme Court, but public prayer has been deemed constitutional by the same Supreme Court. So the first information I want to get out in this podcast is for you listeners to understand the difference. That doesn't end the controversy, mind you. In researching the arguments, again, public school prayer, I found most to be fabricated and some to be overtly woke, as the expression goes today, except the Supreme Court's basic argument. Their basic argument is separation of church and state, which is valid and something we all should hold dear. One curious argument is that school prayer would make some students feel as outsiders. This argument is bogus on its face value, as it implies Christian prayer, not considering Muslim prayer, Jewish prayer, Hindu prayer, uh, and, and others. It, the decision should be based on strict separation of church and state, not on this ideology of wokeness that it would make, oh, some poor people feel that they're outsiders. Well, if you're an atheist, students can gather as a group and either do nothing or play video games or even criticize the believers who are praying. They can be involved in the subject. They just are not praying. Um, or they can pray to some idol if they want to. That would be open. Uh, so th there's a serious distinction there, uh, but we shouldn't be doing it to make uh, feel like people are outsiders because when you talk about prayer in school, it's not just Christian prayer that it's always the focus of. It's to be any religious prayer. Okay, another argument is that prayer would breed public intolerance from the prayers. Well, that's really curious. In all the world's religions of which I'm aware, once again, Muslim, Jewish, Hindu, etc., prayer preaches tolerance and acceptance. So how anybody can make that argument is a bit of a stretch. Yet still another argument is that it would breed a false sense of accomplishment and lack of humility among those who pray. I see people who pray not to be terribly arrogant, or boastful. Some of them may be reassured, but that's another weak argument. It's also un hard to understand, again, as all religions in the world today preach patience, preach tolerance, and preach self-sacrifice and preach humility. So you can see that there's a lot of made-up arguments, but the valid argument I don't argue with is separation of church and state. The trouble is too many people advance arguments that do, just do not hold water and, and they create more of a controversy than should ought to exist. Okay, certainly most praying students and parents would not support mandatory school prayer. 
We've had enough of mandates and have learned how counterproductive they turn out, particularly from the COVID-19 mandates. However, the Supreme Court also deemed any voluntary school prayer unconstitutional for the same bogus reasons I just mentioned. They, why cannot students voluntarily pray in school? Heaven knows I prayed for a good grade and teacher understanding in schools over several difficult midterms and finals and sometimes when I forgot my homework. So voluntary prayer in school should be reconsidered by the Supreme Court. I don't see that myself, and I'm sure people would argue against it, as being a strict separation of church and state uh, by disallowing them voluntary uh, prayer time. So in my opinion is where our two liberal Supreme Court overstepped its overstepped its boundaries, pushed by the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU. Isn't restricting a student from a moment of prayer violating the individual's civil liberties as expounded by the ACLU? And how does a student praying in their own violate the separation of church and state? I don't see that as happening. I, I think one thing we've all seen that our Supreme Court is less independent than previous Supreme Courts. They are very political and vote on liberal versus conservative grounds more than on the merits of the of the case before them. Again, these are all my own opinions, and I know people would disagree, but I want people to understand this side of the argument. So at this point, let me relate two examples of this issue for you, the listener, to contemplate. In 2015, Joseph Kennedy, a high school football coach was fired after he, along with several players, knelt in prayer after the football game, something they had done many times before. It was totally voluntary, and although most kids participated, several did not and were neither ostracized, made to feel as an outsider, nor were they punished. However, this time, the post-game prayer session triggered his firing by an over-liberal school board overseeing the Washington State District in which Bremerton High School was located. The district accused Coach Kennedy, and this is not related to any of the political John Kennedy, uh, Robert Kennedy uh, history. Uh, this is a different Kennedy altogether. The district accused Coach Kennedy of, quote, giving the perception of endorsing religion. One has to then wonder, does refraining from praying endorse non-religion or atheism? You could argue that point. And was he really endorsing religion? He was just praying himself. Also, what is it about a single person kneeling in prayer, joined voluntarily by a few players that tells anyone that the school endorses religion? It should say that they tolerate religion and any religion. There was no endorsement by the school. So therefore, to me personally, the key is a troublesome word perception. This is something the woke uh, mantras have been using a lot. Oh, it's a perception. It's not real. We don't make laws and punish people based on perception. We are now a country looking to fire a person because of a perception by others, many of which are uninformed or have a political agenda rather than upon real facts. Well, the Supreme Court saw through the far too liberal and certainly deserving of the uh, term woke actions of the Washington State School Board and voted six to three to overturn Coach Kennedy's dismissal and return his job, making Washington State pay 
for his attorney fees and lost wages, among others. Good, a rare example, example of common sense over controlling ideology. My point is that it never should have come to that in the first place and never should have gone all the way to the Supreme Court. And who were the three on the Supreme Court that were so liberal that thought that a voluntary prayer after school was endorsing religion? There are some people in the Supreme Court that need to get serious about the Constitution. That's what you're supposed to look at. Okay, number two. On January 2nd, 2023, during week 17 of Monday Night Football, an event occurred known now by nearly everyone. I was watching the game at the time. Defensive back DeMar Hamlin stood up after a tackle, a collision, if you will, with wide receiver T. Higgins, and then abruptly fell backward. Those of us familiar with sudden ventricular fibrillation or cardiac arrest were immediately concerned and, and suspected such. However, apparently, the medical teams for both the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, as well as the Cincinnati Stadium medical personnel, were also alert and rushed to the scene. A heart-wrenching scene unfolded with a fire rescue truck brought onto the field and the CPR being administered with everyone in witness to an otherwise healthy 24-year-old football player. This person, just a minute before, was a healthy athlete. He was now on the brink of death. However, part of that scene saw our rough, tough professional football players visibly distraught and absolutely identified as crying. Groups of players from each team gathered in circles, kneeling in prayer, again, voluntarily. For long prayer at that, fans at the stands were seen with their heads bowed in prayer. The television play-by-play -play announcers, as well as the studio commentators, were at a loss for words. However, they nearly all said, we pray for uh, DeMar Hamlin and for his family. The point is, when the chips are down and you feel helpless, prayer comes to the top. Whether it is just to ease your own frustrations or to genuinely hope for a good outcome, it is what most all of us come back to. It's remindful of the old saying, there are no atheists in a foxhole. How true. It is a reminder that a deep-seated belief in God or whatever one wants to call him or her, it is in all of us and our communication channels is prayer. The world knows that the swift medical attention resulted in DeMar Hamlin's full recovery. Did all those prayers have anything to do with it? You decide. And also as a postscript. Uh, it was just announced yesterday that DeMar Hamlin is completely released to resume his football career. Okay, several points to conclude. Several points here need to be emphasized in light of just these two events. While it is easy for elitists like the Washington State School Board and the ACLU to pontificate about perceptions and hypothesize about how offended some people may feel, the reality is that within us all, is the acceptance and need to pray at times. Number two, that the woke assault on religion is something to be rebuffed. This nation was founded on a belief in God. It is imprinted on our coins. Our Pledge of Allegiance states one nation under God. The words in America, the beautiful state, may God shed his grace on thee 
And now we can say that when one of our citizens falls in front of us, prayer overshadows those who assault prayer. Nearly all the world's religions believe in a supreme being or a deity. Christians, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, others that I can't even think of. While we as a nation use the word God and other faiths use a different name, it's still the same. This is solely my opinion, one that I suspect many of you will agree with. It comes from a person who is not particularly outward religious and has hardly ever even seen a church, but has a belief in God, a belief in the, the value that it provides to the United States of America. So I will conclude with that, and hopefully this too has been some facts that you have not considered up until now. Thank you once again.